0: Hello, my name is Vin Peterson, welcome to Politics Weekly, and we have a lot to discuss today from a Democratic debate for the Arizona Secretary of State's race and the Secretary of State's race um, in general, math textbooks being rejected in Florida, and DeSantis and more controversy. So we're going to talk about all that. Um, We're going to start with the Democratic debate for Secretary of State against State House Minority Leader. Reginald Balding against former Maricopa County Recorder Adrian Fontes. Um Fontes said that he wanted he, he was actually Maricopa County's Recorder, which is the chief election office in Maricopa County. He was um, after being Republican incumbent Helen Purcell after a disastrous twenty sixteen election run. After when she cut polling places by seventy percent and caused massively long lines, when she beat an incumbent a long he beat a, a long time Republican incumbent Helen Purcell. But then he lost narrowly in 2020 by, uh, to Stephen Richard by about 4,600 votes, just barely. Um, and he said that he wants to update the ballot tracking system if he becomes secretary of state, um, process business applications easier because the secretary of state doesn't just do elections, they do business applications. He also wants to make vote centers um, statewide. If you don't know what a vote center is, you're probably used to precinct voting if you vote in person and not by mail on the permanently voter list. But if you vote in person, you most likely use precinct voting, which is that you have a set polling location. That's the only polling place you can go to. But with vote centers, you can go to any place in the entire county because they're able to print out a custom ballot for you. And that's what they did in Maricopa County um, when Fontes became recorder and many other counties across the country embraced it. So he wants to do that statewide as Secretary of State, make sure that every county has a vote center for additional accessibility. Reginald Balding um, doesn't have any experience running elections. Um, he's just the state house minority leader. He talked about registering high schoolers to vote uh, a bit more, and he wanted and he said that I think he wanted to expand online voter registration. So those are some things that he promoted. The Secretary of State's race in general is quite interesting. Uh, on the Republican side, you got Shauna Bullock, who is a Republican state legislator um, in the like 29th district, I believe. I'm not quite sure. Who introduced a bill that would let the state legislator throw out the election results of that whatever year. If they don't like it for some reason if they don't like the results which is crazy and then mark fincham who got trump's endorsement in the republican primary um I'm switching gears to republican not the democratic primary mark fincham he participated in the january 6 riot and he also was a member of the oath keepers and is endorsed by president trump and has been involved in the fake elector plot so i would be very worried if he wins but He's got Trump's endorsement. By the way, the current Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, is a Democrat, and she's running for governor. Um, so, it's, so she's going to be retiring at the end of her first term. Um, so that's a lot on the Secretary of State's race. Um, and it's going to be fascinating to see some things. I think Mark Fincham, if he becomes Secretary of State, what he'll do is that he'll end all mail-in voting, and uh, completely. He wants to um, eliminate all voting machines and get the ballots from an unknown company in Texas that have holograms and watermarks, and they have to be hand counted. So he has no experience running elections whatsoever, and he's completely unfit. To be totally honest, I think the, the now Republican county recorder Stephen Richer I think was seemed very alarmed at his candidacy. And despite being a Republican, um, he's been an outspoken critic of the so-called audit of the Maricopa County election in 2020, but Adrian Fontes pointed out rightly that, you know, the first part of misinformation is calling this, what the Cyber Ninjas did an audit because it wasn't. It was so unprofessional. But nonetheless, it's interesting. Um, also, Michelle Rita is also running as a Republican state senator for Secretary of State and she was the one who made the permanent early voter list no longer permanent um, and that bill passed and signed into governor law by governor ducey so the permanent early voter list has been in place since 2007 and allows anybody to request a, to receive a mail in ballot for every election but now if now if the permanent took it out it would if you fail to vote in a certain number of elections you'd be kicked off the list completely So, yeah, that's what Michelle Ugenta-Rita's bill did. And she was initially supportive of the audit, but then I think said that she no longer supports it after what happened for the, I'm talking about the Cyber Ninjas audit. Um, Yeah, she initially supported it, but no longer. Um, So she's running for Secretary of State um, on the Republican side. Um, we'll get her ballot soon, I think, on August. I know who I'm going to vote for personally, but um, I'm not going to disclose that on the podcast. Um, so in Florida, um, there has been 40% of math textbooks were rejected by the Florida Department of Education. 28% were rejected for containing critical race theory, for uh, which is a le- academic legal studies about Racial institution is taught in law schools, and it mainly focuses on institutions, particularly those in legal fields, which critical legal studies and critical race theory are slightly different. Um, so, yeah, that's what it is, and it's academic, and, like, nobody in... These are, like, K-12 through 12 books that were even rejected for critical race theory for some reason. I don't know why Governor DeSantis is doing that. I think this is just a rallying cry to motivate his base, but nonetheless. And in Florida... After they passed the uh, Parental Rights and Education Bill, what critics called the Don't Say Gay Bill, um, 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 Florida voted to reject a tax, to eliminate a tax break for Disney after they opposed this controversial piece of legislation. We covered it, I think, once on this podcast. I won't go too deeply in this, but I'll cover it a little bit. So what it does is it allows... Uh, It bans any teaching of sexual orientation from K-3, through and it restricts it further after that. And it can ban as many things as books featuring gay and lesbian and transgender individuals and parents talking about their experience of being gay, and it can ban a ton of stuff. And it's so broad, the language in the bill is so broad that the government's not going to enforce it. It's going to be up to private citizens. So it's going to be in a very similar fashion to SBA the vigilante abortion law that got passed in texas In florida passed another abortion bill pretty similar to the one in Arizona bans abortion at 15 weeks with no exceptions for victims of rape or incest, um, which I don't personally like the lack of exceptions I think that's insane about the lack of exceptions. I would draw the line at 24 weeks personally I don't think that this law is gonna do anything and also it includes exceptions for... It, um, there was a amendment to include exceptions for rape and incest and human trafficking, but was thrown out by the Republican state legislator and Governor DeSantis signed this law. Into law. And... I don't think this is good legislation. Um, it's very similar to the one passed in Arizona and the one passed in Mississippi. Um, and now... Uh, Florida's just trying to... Get to the Dobbs case up there. So, next... Um... Yep, so that's interesting, and I don't know what Governor DeSantis is doing. I think he wants to make a political statement about these don't-say-gay-bills and these um, abortion restrictions, a lot of stuff like that. But also, there was Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is just a—who is, let's be clear, in my opinion— jerk and a child who is basically unfit for office, to be honest. I do, not, I do not like Marjorie Taylor Greene whatsoever. She's a homophobic bigot and a jerk who is completely unfit. She was the one who compared mass mandates to the Holocaust, um, who mocked a teenage victim of a school shooting on video, David Hogg. He mocked him. She mocked him. Marjorie Taylor Greene did. And she introduced a bill that would make the Don't Say Gay Law or the Parental Rights and Education Bill, whatever you call it. To me, uh, personally, Don't Say Gay seems more accurate. This is not parental rights by any means. It would take away, it would basically make this federal law. So it wouldn't just apply to Florida, it would be federal law if Marjorie Taylor Greene's resolution passes, which is... I don't want to think about that happening. I'd much rather not that happen. And I think Ohio introduced a bill that mimics the "Don't Say Gay" bill or the Front of Arts and Education bill. Um, so, next, is, so that is a lot of interesting stuff um, in terms of any current events. Um, nothing too much, except um, I think Russia is. Supposedly testing ICBMs or intercontinental ballistic missiles, um, which is scary. (laughs) Um, Yeah, But, but I heard that the tests that they currently do not have the missile capacity, I think, in order to make any serious impact, which is good. And President Biden is announcing some more military aid to Ukraine as well. Yep which is good And including I think like 400,000 Rounds of ammunition Drones and satellites And more to the Ukrainian army To fight against Russia As well as some economic relief After they've been experiencing Economic turmoil In Ukraine Uh Which is going to be Interesting Um, Very interesting And that's a lot Of stuff um, from the Democratic debate, to Florida's obsession with it's interesting just how, in my personal opinion, how the Republican Party is concerned more about Disney being woke versus Putin committing mass atrocities. Heck, they think he's savvy, as Donald Trump's word put it. Which is just egregious. I don't understand this, in my personal opinion. Yep, I think so. It's going to be a lot of interesting stuff. And in terms of any things that are notable, Trump made a few endorsements. Um, He endorsed Republican Mehmet Oz, who I think I've, who's running for Senate in Pennsylvania. I think I talked about him. He got called in front of a Senate subcommittee a few years ago. Um, uh, Claire McCaskill, who chaired that committee at the time, criticized him heavily for promoting weight loss scams, and he was on Trump's. Uh, fitness and nutrition council and he's running to replace retiring pat toomey's senate seat it seems like a conflict of interest in many ways first off he lives in new jersey he doesn't live in pennsylvania he's registering at his sister's address in new jersey um at his sister's address in pennsylvania excuse me in order to qualify as reg- as a resident for pennsylvania he also of course promoted a bunch of weight loss scams you can see his t- senate testimony if you're curious And it seems like a conflict of interest, like saying he got called in front of a Senate subcommittee for basically lying to the American public, and now he wants to be in that Senate. Now he wants to be in the United States Senate, and potentially might be holding people to standards if he gets his way. And he might be serving to some people who already question his ethics. So that's going to be interesting if he does. And Trump endorsed J.D. Vance in Ohio and not there. Um... To replace retiring Republican Rob Portman, um, so that's going to be interesting. Um, so there's a lot of things in terms of just the political spotlight and a ton of turmoil. Um, and the Secretary of State's races are also are interesting, as I touched on previously. Um, in Georgia, Jody Heist, the Republican, a Republican congressman, is running against incumbent Secretary of State Rod Raffensperger. Raffensperger, quite famously. Um, refused Trump's request to find 11,780 votes so he could win the state of Georgia, which he lost by 11,779 votes. So it would give him an extra vote to win if he find that. But Raffensberger luckily avoided his request. Um, now that's, now Trump has in Georgia's opponent, Jody Heiss, who, who voted to decertify the 2020 election and who just, who said that, I'm not going to count the electoral votes in 2020, so he decertified it. So, yep, and now he's running to be Secretary of State, and there's also a candidate in Nevada, who also, I think, received Trump's endorsement, and is a QAnon follower, who's running for Secretary of State, and there's a candidate, I think, in Wisconsin, who said that the 2020 election was fraudulent, and... A candidate in Michigan Who also thinks that the 2020 election is fraudulent and, and it's just a bunch of You know We're really at a turning point In terms of American democracy to be honest And 2022 will be the real litmus test I think for The future of our Republic to be honest I mean Also don't just look at Secretary of State races Look at county recorders Look at county registrars. Look at county clerks Look at municipal clerks they call them by different places in different pl- and d- d- by different places around the country, but there's a possibility that election deniers could also be running our next elections, and it's worrying to hear about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've kind of seen what happens when a partisan actor kind of takes um, place in elections. For example, Brian Kemp, um, who became Secretary of State of Georgia in 2011 as a Republican, uh, what he did during Secretary of State was kind of interesting. Like, he closed polling places, over 200, that, and most of them are in black areas, that caused, like, 50,000 people to not be able to count, um, have their ballots cast, um, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He also purged voting lists at an unusually high rate due to a exact match law, which basically meant, uh, say, you have a hyphen in your name on your driver's license, but you don't have a hyphen on your name in your voter registration, you'd be purged from the voter list. He oversaw the purging of 1.4 million voters. He also put another 53,000 registrations on hold. So he did a lot of changes. And some people are questioning his ethics because he ran for governor and is now the governor of Florida. And he won over Stacey Abrams by approximately 55,000 votes. So people are curious about those changes could have potentially affected the election outcome. Um, I'm. It's gonna be remaining a question for a long time about whether these changes um, caused any victory, but, you know, that just shows the consequences of partisan actors taking over these elections and not honest people. But, I'm in my I'm in my exercises. but these are going to be much worse, like eliminating all mail-in voting, eliminating voting machines, and embracing QAnon and running the state's election system and processing business applications and notaries of the public and historical records and marriage licenses, as well as voter registration lists, recounts, um, and a lot more, as well as polling place set up. So that's what the Secretary of State does. And if we have people who are very dangerous take over these races, um, it could be very damaging, I think. So I'd encourage everybody to vote um, and make sure that um, you try to reject partisans who are very, very dangerous from becoming secretary of state or county recorder or county registrar or county clerk or municipal clerk because it could be a problem. And due to that, um, that's why it's so important to vote in 2022 regardless of your politics, you need to vote um, because many people skip out on midterms, but you, you shouldn't because midterms are just as important, if not more important than the presidential election. They matter so much. And people fought very hard for those rights and people died for them. And many people are concerned that after January 6th and these attempts to decertify elections that we could lose those rights. So that's why 2024 will be, I think, a litmus test for American democracy over, yeah, it's it's either American democracy or Trump. And the voters have a choice. Yep, it's a fact, an unfortunate one for the country. So thank you all for listening. Um, remember, form your conclusions, uh, stay above the noise, and peace out. I'll catch you in a few. Bye.